630 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 630 Chad. This program is brought to you by the Furnace Family, Edmonton's furnace replacement experts. Call 780-4-FAMILY or visit FurnaceFamily.com. The game is over when the final buzzer sounds. The analysis ends when you say it does. This is Overtime Open Line. Interviews, analysis, and your opinion. Overtime Open Line is brought to you by the Canadian Brew House. Now, from the Osmond Auctions Broadcast Center, Reed Wilkins on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. And now a breakaway, McDavid around, Sergachev to the net, Reed shot, score, he's got a hat trick. A supernatural performance by the Edmonton Oilers captain, Connor McDavid, four goals and an assist, taking the Oilers to victory 6-2 over the Tampa Bay Lightning. McDavid getting his third career hat trick, second career five-point game, first four-point game by an Oiler since Sam Gagne back in February of 2012. Thanks a lot for joining us tonight. It's 9.56 along with Rob Brown. I'm Reed Wilkins. Canadian Brewhouse Overtime Open Line from the Osmond Auctions Broadcast Center. Rob, wow. McDavid, spectacular. will break down his game. Let's go live to Oilers head coach Todd McClellan. Todd, uh, obviously you have to start with McDavid. Just right from the first shift, he seemed to be on a different level tonight. Uh, yeah, um, sorry, you, Connor, you said? Yeah. Um, you know, we talked about this before our uh, three-day break on the weekend and uh, how he came in and led the team. He had two goals that night, four tonight. Um, you know, he's, he's playing at a very high, high level right now, and the, the team's playing well around him. And it wasn't just him, but in that first 10 minutes especially, one of your best starts as a, as a team seemed to be skating, moving a lot quicker. Do you notice that and any reason why? Um, I thought we gained a lot of confidence scoring on the, the initial power play. You know, two minutes into the game or a minute and a half, whatever it was, and... Uh, we score in the power play. We feel good about ourselves. Um, keep on playing, get another power play and score. So now the confidence comes from that. Obviously, we haven't been uh, performing at a great level there. And uh, getting it uh, uh, tonight, especially early in the game, made us feel better. The elements in, in Connor's game, he said before that he's great on scored on a few recently and nine shots on net maybe just talk about those two elements of his game well breakaways he's going to get a ton of them and um, uh, the odds for me always go to the goaltender it's it's hard to score in a breakaway Um, it's just you and the goalie but it's still tough that's why the the shootout numbers are so low and the number of breakaways that he gets we all think that he has trouble scoring uh, yet he can put them in so I, I think he's fine there. Uh, the nine shots on goal is nice to see. One of the last things we talked about going out tonight was uh, uh, their goaltender save percentage. And if you just took flat-out numbers, you'd need 32, 33 shots to get three goals and encouraged everybody to shoot. Sometimes when you don't play a lot, you forget about that and you start to make tic-tac-toe plays that aren't there. Um, again, the leader led and nine shots on goal is nice to see. Ryan Strom, uh, two assists tonight. Todd, five points in his uh, last three games. Seems like he's uh, relishing the increased ice time. What are you seeing in his game? Uh, confident, playing hard. I like him in the middle right now. Um, feel good about putting him out in any situation, whether it's uh, against the other team's top players or uh, in a situation where we need a goal. Um, I think him as the right-handed shot on that power play has helped a little bit. He's moving the puck quick. He's not afraid to shoot it. Um, he just seems like a confident player right now, so that's a good thing for us. Most of your last six or so games would indicate you guys are, are playing better quality hockey. Are you seeing that more consistently? Is this team turning a corner? You've been waiting to see it turn? Well, every time we thought we, we've been, we kind of give it back, and uh, this is a long stretch for us for, for points. I think we're 11 of our past 14 points. Um, the, the sad part about that is it doesn't really feel like it because we've had so many breaks. Um, you know, f- 14 points at seven games. Often you play that in a, in a two-week period and, and you feel good about your run. Um, right now it's been so spread out that you kind of forget about uh, the early points. But um, big week coming up for us heading into California. Your team came out tonight with a lot of jump, as you said, and they got boarded quickly. But is there a way for your coaching staff to work with the players so that 
if they hadn't had success tonight, they could still have that jump. Is there a way to instill that in them so that they, well, they, they can get rewarded later on? Well, it's a good question, and, and um, you know, there's six or seven of us on the staff. We sit in there and think about that every day, and, um, you know, we try and prepare them as well as we can. We give them the information that they need, and we expect them to come ready to play. Um, you know, there's some different things that we can do. We can shorten the bench real quick and play three lines and try and get three lines going. Um, but when you haven't played as much as we have, we, we wanted to get everybody involved. So um, our team can do a better job of it. Our staff can do a better job of it, and we'll continue to work on it. Todd, uh, any update? Was Cass in a healthy scratch tonight? No, Cass was sick. Um, he's got the flu that Cam Talbot had, and um, I don't know how, how it will be tomorrow. I expect him to make the trip. Good night. All right, there's Oilers head coach Todd McClellan for GCL Diesel. For genuine diesel parts at great prices, visit GCL in the West End or online at gcldiesel.com. 6-2, the Oilers take it. McDavid, brilliant, four goals and an assist. Reed Wilkins, Rob Brown. You can get us at 780-496-0063. We'll go to the phone lines in a couple of minutes. But McDavid, I mean, Rob, we've, we've seen every NHL game he's played. If that's not the best one we've seen, it's on a very, very short list. Well, it certainly ranks up there. I think one of the things is he was rewarded on a lot of his chances. We've seen games where he's had incredible chances. He's set up players that, that the puck hasn't gone in the net. Tonight, the puck went in the net, and he got a little bonus where, where Kunitz kicked the puck into his own net. Uh, he has nine shots, and of those nine shots, I bet you eight of them were grade-A scoring chances. Uh, he created opportunities for, for, for his teammates. But the one thing that Connor McDavid has more than any other player in the National Hockey League is the breakaway speed. You saw the bobble by the, by the, the young defenseman for Tampa on the blue line, and you knew that McDavid was going to have a clear-cut breakaway. And that's, a, what is it, Sergeyev? Sergeyev, yeah. Yeah, and he's a good hockey player, a very good hockey player. And it, w it was no contest. He didn't even get a stick on him. So when McDavid is, is jumping like he was tonight, uh, it, it's just a matter of are the pucks going to go in the net for him because he's going to create the chances. And tonight it went in, and it, it was just fun to watch. He, he, I enjoy watching the best at any sport, and I enjoy watching them when they're at their peak. Tonight we saw the best in hockey at his peak because he was excellent. And his fourth goal, he wasn't even trying to score, and he scored. He's centering the puck, takes a funny bounce off a stick, backspin. Well, that's the, the one that Kunitz kicked into his own net. Yeah. He's coming back. And, I mean, it was it was a great play by, by Leon, giving him the two-on-one pass, and, and he wasn't able to corral it and put it in the net. He tries to put it back out in front, and that one goes in. That's when, when things are going for you. We've seen nights where Connor McDavid has seven great chances, and he gets posts, or goalies make great saves, or guys can't bury it for him. Tonight, everything was going for him, and the Oilers needed it. This was a, a confidence builder going into a very tough week. Oilers are 5-1-1 one, and one in their last seven. The Japanese Village Goal Light is on on the Oilers page on 630Ched.com. You can print up a coupon for a free appetizer to Japanese Village. Three locations in Edmonton, downtown, south side, and north side. We turn that on whenever the Oilers get five or more in a game, which they did twice on this five-game homestand. They go 3-1-1. One, and one on the homestand. Another big story tonight, Rob, was for, uh, on, a, on a very rare occasion, the Oilers win the special teams paddle. They go two for four on the power play. Both goals gave them the lead at the time, and the penalty killing does give up a goal, but they do kill off two out of three against a very potent Tampa Bay power play. Well, it was the power play and the time of the power play goals that they scored tonight. They had a chance early in a hockey game to set the tone for the game. They're playing against a very good Tampa team, best in the National Hockey League, and they got a power play early. If they could score on the power play, now Tampa's chasing. If they don't score on that power play, there's a sag. And they're in the thing. Oh, we just wasted an opportunity. Said they score. There's excitement in the building. There's excitement on the bench. Tampa comes back. Another power play. Again, they have a chance to to, to take the lead. And they again they score. And they created a number of chances. Even the power plays that they didn't score on tonight. They they were good looks. They were good opportunities. They they looked confident. They looked excited. We haven't seen that look in this player in this team's eyes on the power play in a long, long time. If this Oiler team is going to make a run, whether it's a playoff run or just a run to make it interesting. They're going to have to do it with a good power play unit. They're going to have to do it with a much better penalty killing unit. Tonight was a good step forward. 6-2, the Oilers take it. McDavid with five points. He now has 
Eight points in his last three games. Leon Dreisaitl all over the score sheet as well. He gets a goal and two assists. Six points in his last three games. And Ryan Strom now five assists in his last three games. Nice little streak for him. He assisted on both power play goals. A mini stretch here, but I think Strom's best as an Oiler. We have seen, Rob, he does seem to be more comfortable at center. And I think he's checking better. He's getting in harder on pucks and, and doing stuff below the goal line in the offensive zone. Well, and I think a lot of that comes off the success they had on the power play early. I, again, as an offensive hockey player, when you find success on the special teams, when you find success on the power play, it carries into your five-on-five game. The, the, the two power play goals were, I know that Drysdale and McDavid scored them, but they were great plays by Ryan Strom. He's the one that set both goals up with, with, with wonderful passes. And, and that just it gives him confidence. He's not now a guy in the second power play unit that uh, you forget about and you're only getting out there when Connor and Leon get tired. He's on the first unit, and, and he's a driver on that unit with the plays that he made, carried into his play. He's getting uh, a large amount of ice time. Uh, Todd McClellan talked after the game that he's comfortable right now putting him out against anyone. And when your coach says that, and when he shows you by playing you in certain situations, it gains confidence in your body. And, and all of a sudden you're thinking, okay, this is good. I gotta, I gotta, I'm going to work off of this. I feel good about myself. And even though these players are National Hockey League players, so there's times where your confidence wanes, and when it does, it's a hard time. You have a hard time playing when your confidence is strong, like Strom's is right now. You can see what he's capable of doing, and it was a tough, tough trade for him coming over here, especially with Jordan doing so well on the island. That weighs on your confidence. So you like to see him have some success. And again, if the Oilers are going to have any sort of stretch run where they play well, it can't be just on one line. Because eventually that line will be shut down. Other lines have to contribute, and tonight Strom did. Four goals for McDavid. Oilers beat the Lightning 6-2, We'll welcome Tony to the show. Hello, Tony. How are you guys doing tonight? Good. So I'm, I'm beyond hyped about this game tonight. Honestly, I was scared to watch it, frankly, because it is the best team. And when we came out and scored in the first two minutes, I was beyond ecstatic. And the fact that McDavid scored four goals... Um, I have a question for you guys. Do you think that if we didn't have as many breaks as many breaks as we do as we have this season, do you think the Oilers would be in a better position? Because I feel like every time we get on a good streak, there's a break, and then we get you know somewhat it's like okay, well we're doing good. Now we got to wait you know two weeks to play again. I, I mean, it's hard to say. I. Other teams have breaks as well. I mean, the the Oilers, the first time they're playing well, they had the Christmas break. Well, every team Everybody in the National had. Hockey League has the Christmas break. Uh, this break here they had, they've come out and they've, I mean, they, they've won. So they're having success on this break. So uh, good hockey clubs uh, don't um, fall apart if they have two or three days off or if they face, face adversity. Those good hockey clubs continue to impress. And I think that the Oilers right now, if they want to be a good hockey club, and that's what they're pushing for, they've got to find a way, ways to win, whether it be after a break, whether it be after a long stretch, whether it be on the road, whether it be if their power play struggles, or penalty killing struggles, they've got to find a way to face adversity and come out on top. So I, I don't know if you can really answer that because <laughs> you're not going to see the other way. You're only seeing a team right now with a weird schedule. Yeah, the Christmas break, they, they obviously didn't handle well. Everybody had a bye in, in January. They won their final two games before the bye, and, and they, they came out of here with the three games, beat Vancouver, had the, the stinker against Buffalo, and then had the, that exciting game mm-hmm. against Calgary, lost in overtime after rallying against Colorado and won tonight. So, I mean, they, 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 did, they did find out of the bye and now find out of this uh, the All-Star break and this other little mini, mini weekend where they still practiced. You know, the Christmas break, Rob, we'll see where they finish. You mentioned they're still in a very tough spot, 11 points out. They started the season 1-4, and four, and they were 1-6-1 and one in the eight games out of Christmas. You know, that's 2-10-1 that's mm-hmm. in those spots right there, and they're a game out of 500. I mean, if they're even 500 in those games or, or a game under, they're, they're not in the playoffs, but you're looking at the season totally different. So right now, with still a third of the season to go, those are the two little lumps of the schedule that have really killed them. Yeah, I, if you want to be a playoff hockey club, you can't have long stretches. All, all teams lose two, three in a row. They'll lose four to five. You just can't have a lot of those. And when you have your winning streaks, you got to take full advantage. When you're playing well, you got to pile points up. And that's what the Oilers are doing now. Uh, just as a fan, you hope, and it's a long shot, you hope 
that they, they didn't wait too long to put together this type of streak. Oilers win it 6-2 tonight. We'll go back to the phone lines in a second. McDavid, spectacular. Four goals, five points. His comments for GCL Diesel. For genuine diesel parts at great prices, visit GCL in the West End or online at gcldiesel.com. Particularly special earlier today before the game? Uh, you know what? I, I, uh, I just felt good. I don't know. Um, you know, I... Uh, yeah, I don't know. I felt good all day and had a good nap and, you know, whatever. Something about, I mean, the number one team rolls into town. You guys kind of know you need to be on it tonight. That have something to do with it just as a group and for yourself? Yeah, for sure. Um, you know, anytime the number one team uh, rolls into your building, you need to be up for it. Uh, you need to be ready to go. Um, you know, we've uh, we've laid a few eggs against teams on the in the East Coast, and um, you know, we uh, we needed a good one against a, an Eastern team. With the power play, your goal there early it really seemed to set the tone. Uh, I know Todd's talked about creating momentum on the power play a lot this year. You guys did that tonight. Definitely, yeah, it definitely feels good. Um, you know, the power play's been under the microscope uh, for so long now, and and uh, to be able to score a couple on the power play feels real good. Um, you know, kind of. That's off a little bit of pressure, and, and, and you can get that confidence back and, and start making plays. And um, you know, but it's, it's definitely something we need to keep building on. And um, we're going into uh, a West Coast swing where the teams are very good uh, defensively, and um, you know, especially on the penalty kill. You're five, you're five, one, and one in the last seven. Is something starting to feel different or better in here, Connor? Um, yeah, I mean, uh, the, the guys feel good. Um, you know, there's still that one loss is, is kind of lingering, and, and people remember that. And um, you know, it's it's causing us to to keep going, keep moving forward, and, and be ready to go each and every night. Um, we we don't have any nights to to, to leave the chance. You said to us before that you feel like breakaways aren't necessarily your, your strength, but you've scored a few times on breakaways recently. Um, have you looked at it? Are you taking a bit of a different tack? Just uh, try to keep it simple. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I mean, breakaways is definitely not uh, something that I'm real good at. I definitely miss more than I score. And, uh, it's something that I got to change. I, I get uh, I get my fair share of looks and, and uh, need to bear down on those. What like on the curtain, were you surprised goalie from where you were? Did you know that you had the room to, to shoot it over him there? I just tried to put a little move on and, and, and get it on that. Uh, it kind of goes back to keeping it simple. I uh, was trying to... You know, you're coming in with so much speed that uh, you need to just make one little move and, and get it on that. Uh, I think that. Uh, yeah. I feel like you guys needed this at home and have this kind of a game at home against that team. Yeah, we definitely did. Uh, you know, I know the fans are, are uh, looking for something to cheer for, and, and uh, we need to give them something to cheer for. Read that, it's Connor McDavid. In the Oilers dressing room and plenty to cheer for tonight for Oilers fans. Most of it provided by the captain. Four goals as the Oilers win at 6-2. That means a $150 donation to the Juvenile Diabetes Research Foundation from Booster Juice, an oasis of freshness in a fast-paced world. They give $25 every time the Oilers score. Total for the year now over 3500 bucks. You can track it on 630ched.com slash Oilers. Reed Wilkins, Rob Brown, as the Oilers improve to 23-24-4 on the season. You can get us at 780-496-0063. Here's Rocket on line two. Hi, Rocket. Hey, Rocket, do we have you? Rocket, one more chance, buddy. Okay, I guess we don't have him. That's okay. What we'll do is... We'll, uh, we'll go to Joanne, who's uh, hanging by on the line at all. Joanne, thanks a lot for calling. Hi, I think, I think I've got it. I think I've figured it out now. When the Oilers have a really, really good team to play, they'll play. When they play Colorado, it's eh. How's that? Well, I guess we're just going to have to call the NHL and have them just schedule all the good teams. That'd be fun to watch anyways. Well, they answered the bell tonight for sure, well, and and now with all the games in their own division, which has a lot of good teams, they're all ahead of the Oilers, except, well, except a couple. So well, when you start lining up against the top teams in the league, there's a fear factor. You don't want to be embarrassed. And Tampa Bay is, uh, they've embarrassed a number of teams this year. They're the best team in the National Hockey League. They they score more than any other team, and if you don't bring your A game you're in trouble. And I think that the one thing that we've seen, and we've heard the Oilers even talk about it after the game, sometimes they overlook uh, opponents. They don't respect the opponent enough. And we saw that with Buffalo, with Colorado, teams at the bottom of the standings. Uh, when they play the, the top teams, there's a healthy respect for them. They just need to find that respect for all teams and come out and play the same way that they did tonight. And all of a sudden the success will follow them. 
6-2, four-goal game. Doesn't happen a lot since 1990. Only two other Oilers have done it, Sam Gagne and Alex Selivanov, <laughs> who was also our trivia answer last hat trick against the Flames, but he had a three-goal game that season as well. One guy who has tons of goals, but none tonight. He didn't get a shot tonight. The Lightning, Steven Stamkos, his remarks for BDO First Call Debt Solutions, Bankruptcies and Consumer Proposals, Licensed Insolvency Trustees. The best. It's not the best for, for a reason. I mean, um, he's got another gear that no one has in this league, so when he gets skating, it's uh, it's tough. It's also tough when, you know, they get a power play, first shift, his first shift of the game, you score. And you start to feel really confident. So um, that was tough. We're obviously struggling as a team right now. Um, and when you struggle, you don't... You know, you don't necessarily get uh, get breaks, and um, we didn't deserve it tonight. And we just, you know, hopefully get home and hit the reset button. I know we I think we go five on th- five and three on an eight game road trip, which at the end of the day isn't bad, but it's alarming just the way we're playing. So we have to. Uh, We'll have to make some adjustments for sure. What's some of the biggest issues for you guys defensively? I mean, I know it's not just one thing, but it seems as though this team has played better defensively at the beginning of the year. Yeah, I mean, it's, uh, you know, when things aren't going well, we're not executing um, on breakouts. We're, we're spending unnecessary time on our end, which is putting unnecessary stress on our goaltenders, which is why you're seeing a lot of shot volume against uh, this last stretch, which is uh, which is alarming for sure. So um, that's on, on everyone as, as the forwards to, to get open and, and play hard and, and the D to to make the easy play sometimes. So collectively as a group, we're, we're just making it too hard on ourselves. And uh, there's some good teams in this league with some, some really good players that are going to make you pay when, when you make those mistakes and um, we're, we're in a tough stretch where for the majority of the time um, we're having to play in, in our end and uh, it, it's definitely not working. Just going back to Connor, you know him really well. When he takes over a game like that, is there anything you guys can do? In sunset? <clears throat> like I said, you know, when you, as an offensive player, when you score in your first shift, um, usually it means it's going to be a, a, a good night. You're feeling really good and um, you know, obviously, like I said before, he, he's the best skater in the world. And, uh, you know, I, I think him and Sid are, are the best players in the world. So when you give those guys confidence, you know, you can see what happens. Obviously, his, uh, his skating ability is is pretty impressive. And he can create a lot of separation by himself. And not a lot, a lot of guys in the league can do it. And uh, he uh, he definitely exposed us tonight and, and was a big reason why they won. You know, you said before. Read that Stephen Kyle Morris work in the Lightning dressing room tonight. That Stamkos disappointed as the Oilers whipped the Lightning tonight 6-2. McDavid, four goals, tons of opportunities. He was clearly the best player on the ice. We'll keep breaking it down. More time for your calls. Brian, Tyler, Dean, next up in the batting order. Canadian Brewhouse Overtime Open Line from the Osmond Auctions Broadcast Center. Live from the Osmond Auctions Broadcast Center. This is the Canadian Brewhouse Overtime Open Line on Oilers Radio. 630 chance. Tampa's furious second half rally. Fell one point shy of return to the playoffs. Two on one. Slepashev and Puckerinen. Reach shot score. Hero Puckerinen with his first goal of the year. And his magic touch against Tampa continues. That made it 4-1 Oilers in the second period. They go on to beat the Tampa Bay Lightning 6-2. McDavid gets four goals and an assist. He's the first star of the game. Dreisaitl, second star. Strom, third star. And Packerin at first of the year will be our fourth star of the game. For Missioner Allen Auctioneering, check out maauctions.com for industrial and automotive sale dates. Rob, one of those moments in, in, in a 6-2 game, you say, well, okay, it made it 4-1. But, but, I mean, at that point, the Oilers had... Missed some opportunities. Uh, Vasilevsky made two or three brilliant saves when it was 3-1, and you start to think, oh, oh, is Tampa Bay all of a sudden going to fight back? So that goal at that time really big to give the Oilers some breathing room. It it was because you were fearful that that one bounce was going to go Tampa's way, and all of a sudden it's going to be a one-goal lead going into the third period. And it was bigger yet because it was the fourth line. It was a fourth line that got very little ice time tonight, yet when they were out there, uh, they, they kept it into a positive. They kept momentum going the right way. 
And, and I, I know that Tampa doesn't get to see the Oilers and Packer in and play much, but I could tell when the, he picked it up at the blue line that he was going to shoot, and, and he has a heavy shot and, and a, a very uh, deceptive shot. And it was a good move on his part, putting the puck on it. We saw the Oilers a couple other times where their third and fourth liners had uh, odd man rushes, and they tried to force plays and turned into no shots on net. I know that Kara tried a behind-the-back play. Uh, Milan Lucci tried making a pass two-on-one, and you like the fact that they're being unselfish, but you also got to know what your strengths are. I'd rather Milan Lucci shoot the puck. We've seen how heavy a shot he has. He's going to go five full nine times out of ten, and he finds success. And on that one, Packer in and... He, he, he doesn't have the hands of a McDavid or, or a dry saddle, so put the puck on net. If it doesn't go in, you got guys going for the rebound. Fortunately for he and the Oilers, it went in. Packer in four career games against the Lightning, has three goals and an assist for four points, and he wasn't expected to play, but Zach Cassian ill, so Packer comes in, makes a difference. That's our adjustment of the game for the Alberta College and Association of Chiropractors. If it hurts, see a chiropractor, visit albertachiro.com. Oilers win 6-2. You get, we, uh, we'll go to Brian here on the phone line. Brian, thanks a lot for calling. Hi, it's Brian from Calgary. Lots of Oilers fans down here. Uh, two things for you guys to talk about. What did you think of the spectacular saves that Cam Talbot made? You haven't spoken about his game tonight. And the second question I have is what do you think of the new look power play with uh, Kajula and Strom and I was a little bit critical early on and then they got uh, three points between them on the first two power plays yeah good questions for sure yeah absolutely uh, Talbot made a couple big saves in this game when when the Oilers were when had a one goal lead then when they had the two goal lead the Oilers had a number of scoring chances but Tampa every once in a while would have that one break and if those goals go in and they, they, they bring the score back to either even or back within one, Tampa, their bench gets you know gets a little confidence. And the other sag, thinking, here we go again. So uh, Cam Talbot wasn't tested a lot early, but there were some big chances, especially in the first period, and he was good. And that's what they need out of Cam Talbot. McDavid scored that great goal, which we haven't even talked about yet, where he flipped it short mm-hmm. side on Vasilevsky early in the second period to make it 3-1. The crowd's still buzzing for that, and sometimes big hits or plays right after goal get lost a little bit. But 25 seconds after that play, after McDavid scored Tampa four checks, Kucherov gets it right between. Like, if you asked Kucherov, where would you like the shot from? Yeah. That's probably where he would where And that was like the it. one-timer, right? Yeah, rip, rip yeah. the shot. Talbot saved that, you know, and I think some fans were still high-fiving or watching McDavid replays and, and and great save to keep it to, to keep it three one. There there's nothing worse than when you score a goal and while you're celebrating or while you're still feeling the the excitement about that goal, the other team comes back and scores and you don't get to enjoy it. And it's just a huge sag. And I remember it was a pass. I think it was Stamkos made the play out of the corner to Kucherov right in the slot. Like he was hash markish right in the middle of the ice, and he got it on and off his stick very, very quickly. And the thing about that save that was so that the fans didn't get as excited about it because Talbot made it look so easy. Because, he again, Talbot, when he's on his game, he, he he's not flying all over the crease. He is uh, very compact. He's very sound. He's very quiet in his net, so he's not moving all over the place. He's just in the right spot, and that one he was right there. So yes, Talbot was very good, and the other question was... What was the power play, Rob? And one thing I wanted to ask you about it, we didn't get to talk about it yet, was we've talked about the Oilers' power play being ineffective because they slow it down. Oh, well, I don't know, well, maybe. What, the very first goal of the game, so they get the power play early, Strom, that was a quick pass to McDavid. Mm-hmm. It wasn't quite a one-touch, but he took it, fired it down low. He didn't think, oh, he didn't look up and think, okay, well, who's open? Because then by that time, as you've talked about millions of times, by the time you look to see who's open, they yeah. aren't open. So yeah. he, he fired it quick, and then that's what I liked about how Strom played on that play and how he did on the power play in general. Well, a couple things that, that probably, and this is just me guessing from up here, is they've changed the power play around. On the break-in, when the Oilers are trying to enter the zone, uh, they have a set play where McDavid goes back deep and, and they, they come up slowly and they throw the puck back to McDavid and he comes up with speed. It's exactly what you want. Teams know what they're doing and they kept pushing McDavid over to the side of Milan Lucic. And they said, all right, here's, you got to pass to Lucic. We're taking everything else away. It was going to Lucic and the play was dying. 
the play was dying at the blue line and they kept the puck would go back all the way down and they waste 25 seconds trying to get it back up again having Strom and Kajula on the power play now they are faster in the offensive zone they're faster at retrieving pucks if there's a puck a loose puck behind the net or below the goal line uh, a Kajula or a Strom are going to be quicker than a Letestu and a Lucic or a Letestu and a Maroon so you've added that to your to your repertoire when the Oilers start moving around a lot, which they, they like to do on their power play, and we saw it a ton tonight, at times their power play would get, uh, Milan would get stuck up high it, just inside the blue line. That's not a strength of Milan Lucic. And the way the Oilers' power play moves, you've got to be able to be interchangeable. That's how they're having success. With a Strom or a Kajula or obviously with Drysdale and McDavid, they can go anywhere on the ice and feel comfortable being there. They all can make plays and they all can shoot the puck. So that's why you saw tonight uh, they had success because the puck didn't have to be in Drysdale's hands, didn't have to be in McDavid's hands for a play to be made as we saw Ryan Strom made both plays. Oilers win at 6-2 as we look at the advantage trailer rentals scoreboard. The Stars edge the Rangers 2-1. Predators get by the Islanders 5-4 in overtime. Roman Yossi got the winner. The Maple Leafs over the Ducks 7-4. Austin Matthews scored twice. He's up to 25 on the season. We have Tyler on the open line. 780-496-0063. Tyler, go ahead. Hi, how are you guys doing? Pretty good. Uh, wonderful, wonderful game by McDavid. He's just flying out there. I was at the game tonight. I sacrificed my brand new hat that I bought tonight. Um, I was wondering if you guys know in anywhere in the league where they have like a certain age group or certain uh, people that go out and watch the game. Like I was at the uh, Las Vegas game back in January there. Okay. Against Oilers against Vegas, and that building was electrifying. Everyone was up, standing. You think Edmonton Oilers should specifically have an age, a certain age group to watch the game, like the 1974 to 1998 kind of age group to go in there? Because this is not the first time I've been to the Oilers game where, in my section, there's a bunch of older people that were not cheering, which they should have been standing up. I don't know. What do you guys think? Yeah, that's tough for us. <laughs> I don't think you're going to yeah. have a, an age restriction on, on Oilers games. <laughs> now, I think the fact that what you saw in Las Vegas, you saw 6,000 uh, slightly inebriated Oilers fans that created a, a fantastic atmosphere down there. But, yeah, no, I think that the Oilers fans are very, very good, and whoever wants to come to the game should be able to come and enjoy it. Oilers win 6-2 tonight. We're back after the news. Dean's going to finish the play. You'll hear from Dreisaitl, from Strom, and Lightning coach John Cooper. Canadian Brewhouse Overtime Open Line from the Osmond Auctions Broadcast Centre. This is the Canadian Brewhouse Overtime Open Line. Now from the Osmond Auctions Broadcast Centre. Reed Wilkins on Oilers Radio, 630 Chan. Get one on net here, Bob. Maybe yep. outnumber him down low. McDavid, left ball. McDavid, top of the right circle, surveying, dishing, Strom, centers deflected. What a save made by Vasilevsky. The rebound poked home. No one's seen it. And the last one to signal the goal was the referee. That's two first period power play goals for the Oilers. They regain the lead. Two to one. I believe in that scrum it was Leon Drysaddle. And Dreisaitl did get credit his 13th of the season. It gave the Oilers a 2-1 lead. They go on to beat Tampa Bay 6-2 with McDavid getting four. Let's go downstairs, and here's Leon Dreisaitl. Just sort of waiting to happen, uh, lots of goals, power play at home, just a lot of things going right. Um, yeah, of course. Um, you know, I think we... Um, we've had our trouble scoring scoring goals at times this year, and um, you know it's awesome to see the power play here too, and um, you know zip it around, and probably could have had a few more, but um, you know different different guys uh, contributing, and um, you know, it was a good night for us. Uh, we asked about Connor's four goals, some lucky, some beautiful, kind of a combination of. I think when you're as good as he is, there's no such thing as luck, to be honest. Um, I think you you create your own bounces, and um, he just has that ability to, to take a game over, and there's very few... Very, very few uh, players in this world that can do that. You see him every day in games and practices. Are there still times where you're like, Jesus, this guy is awesome. Yeah, he's just, it seems like he's from another planet. It's, it's like he's not, like it's not fair, really. It's, 
but um, you know he he works hard and and, and it's not just a, a given talent you know he, he works hard and um, he works on the stuff that he wants to work on and, and that, that's what makes him so good. But you guys are quietly 5-1-1 one one in the last seven games. Um, for all the grief you've had to take, you're sort of turning things in the right direction. Do you feel it going that way? Yeah, for sure. I think that... Um, you know, obviously, we know the, the position we're in, and uh, you know we can't take any games lightly. Um, you know, we we're just not in that position right now, so um, we have to take uh, take every game as if it's our last one, and um, you know, try and try and bank in as many points as we can. Read that's Leon Dreisaitl. Brendan Ulrich, work in the room. Leon Dreisaitl on McDavid. Sometimes it's like he's from another planet. <laughs> I love the fact when he said it's not fair, and I absolutely agree. I mean, the, the defenseman, the, he comes down full speed. It just, it isn't fair. And Hedman, who arguably is the best in the world, or he's in the top three best defensemen in the world, and is every year, there was times where he couldn't contain Connor McDavid. So uh, it, it's, it is, he's a special player, and when his legs are flying like they are tonight, you, you, as a, def, a defender if you're, or the opposition, you're just hoping that he hits post and out. That's all you're doing because <laughs> he's going to get his chance, and you're just hoping, all right, I hope he hope his stick's a little off tonight because his feet are on. McDavid now up to 21 goals and 40 assists on the season, 61 points. He jumps from 13 to third in the NHL scoring race. Uh, Kucherov, 66, Kessel, 63, McDavid and McKinnon both with 61. Spectacular game from McDavid. Oilers win 6-2. We have Dean on the open line. Dean, thank you for calling. Yeah. Uh, you know, watching Connor reminds me of uh, watching Tiger Woods in his prime, in, in the sense that if there was no TV and you told your grandkids 30 years ago that there's a guy that could do these things that Connor could do, they'd just say, oh, thanks, Grandpa. Yeah, okay, it's, here comes your orderly, Grandpa. You better eat your own oatmeal <laughs> now, right? You know, and uh, it's, is it just like that... Uh, that he was at, the, at his own blue line. He was stopped, right? And then he took off. I can't remember. I, I don't think he scored. I don't think he scored, but he came in. and Like, who else could do something like that? Well, that's probably the second period chance where Vasilevsky made that great pad safe. And, and even, the, I'm yeah. just watching again, the goal where Sergachev fumbled the puck, McDavid's inside the blue line by a few feet. Sergachev is basically starting on the offensive blue line. By the time they hit center, McDavid had passed him. Well, had passed yeah. him, and, and never he never got touched. Hey, Rob, Rob, do you, you remember uh, it was an old TV show called Gabby Dugan? Okay, I'm not that old. <laughs> no, I know, but it was, no, I, no, I don't. Sorry, I don't. In the 60s and stuff. But anyways, they, they used to speed up the film by about third. I think it was a third or something, right? You know, just to make it look look fast. And this is this kid makes. You know, they don't have to speed up the film on this kid. Right? No, you're right. And, and this is what separates uh, Connor McDavid from all the other superstars in the league. And there's a ton of superstars in the league. Is his speed. So everything, yeah. there's all kinds of players in the league that can do what he does. A, a Pat, with, with his hands. A Patrick Kane has got incredible hands when, when you see him dangling out there. But Connor McDavid could do what Patrick Kane does at a faster speed, at a higher clip. Yeah. And, and that's what separates him. And yeah. when they talk about, well, he doesn't score on breakaways, well, he probably scores on 40% of his breakaways. You just get so many, you just forget all the goals that he had scored. Yeah. Um, he, he's a special hockey player, and, and, and it's fun to watch him play. Oh. And, and I like the, the, the comparison to Tiger Woods. To me, I love sports, and I love watching the best at any sport. And it doesn't matter what sport's on when the best is playing, whether it be tennis, whether it be, uh, you know, all I'll be watching all the Olympic sports, all the skiing events, even the figure skating. When the best are going, you want to watch it just because they are so much better than everyone else. And that's what you see when Connor McDavid is playing, especially like he's playing tonight. He's at a, at a level that very few have ever been able to, to attain, and we're very and fortunate to get to see him every time. He's 20, and he's only 21 years old, too. Yeah, he might, he might get even better. Yeah, that's the thing. He's not done developing as as a player for sure. Dean, you're going to finish the play. We want to give you an eight-day parking pass to Jet Set U Park, courtesy Jet Set Parking. Park cheap and easy. Visit JetSetParking.com. Here we go. And Maru engaged with two Tampa players, taken away ultimately by Sergachev, then turned over centering pass. Great chance for Kajula, centering pass from Strom, five and a half minutes into the second period. Did he score? 
I'm going to say no. And Maroon engaged with two Tampa players, taken away ultimately by Sergachev, then turned over, centering pass. What a save by Vasilevsky on Kajula. You know, Vasilevsky got pulled in this game after two periods. He That was one of the best saves we've seen in an Oilers game this year. Strom freed up the puck on the forecheck. Kajula had most of the net, and Vasilevsky, Vasilevsky slides across and stops it. And then shortly after that, that was when McDavid pedaled in around Hedman. And then Dreisaitl got a point-bank chance about four seconds after that because the Oilers threw it back in front, and, and Vasilevsky came up with a big save there. So uh, he was very good, even though he didn't finish the game. I think, I think it was a mercy pulling by the coaching staff, and we've seen Todd McCollum do it as well, too, where he pulls his goalie not as a, a message to his goaltender, but a message to the rest of the team. Look what we've had to do. We've had to pull your goalie because you've left him out to, hung out to dry too many times tonight. He was not the issue for the Tampa Bay Lightning tonight. Oilers win at 6-2. You'll hear from Lightning coach John Cooper. We have Robert Rocket and Clayton on the phone lines. Canadian Brewhouse Overtime Open Line from the Osmond Auctions Broadcast Centre. Live from the Osmond Auctions Broadcast Centre. This is the Canadian Brewhouse Overtime Open Line on Oilers Radio. 6.30 chat. So the Oilers are 5-1-1 one, and one in their last seven. Tonight they beat the number one team in the NHL in convincing fashion, 6-2 over the Tampa Bay Lightning. Connor McDavid, four goals and an assist. Leon Dreisaitl scored, added two helpers. Iro Pakarinen also had a goal for the Oilers, his first of the season. Final shots, 35-34 for the Oilers, but Tampa Bay got a lot of shots in the latter half of the third period, they outshot Edmonton 19-9 in the third. Great second period for Edmonton tonight. They outscored Tampa 2-0 and had a 13-4 advantage in shots. Rob Brown, Reed Wilkins inside Rogers Place. You can get us at 780-496-0063. We have Robert on the line. Hey, Robert. Hey, guys. How you doing tonight? Good. Well, I want to I talk about the power play tonight. I think uh, it, w- it was nice to see the power play finally have some success scoring on their first two and I think and I think you know after they scored the two power play goals I think they just you know they uh, they fed off that and I think it I think it really helped them you know uh, the rest of the game you know, and obviously Connor McDavid putting up five points four goals I mean that's I mean you know Connor McDavid could do that against anybody so I mean it was a, it was nice to see them finally win the uh, special teams battle tonight <laughs> Well, even Steven Stamko said after the game when he talked about the fact that the, the Oilers scored on their first power play two minutes into the game, then they got another one in early in the hockey game. He says that you build off of that. And there's a, a guy that has been a goal scorer extraordinaire in the National Hockey League since he's come into it. And he talked about the fact that when you score a, a power play goal early in a hockey game, it boosts your confidence and you feel that you're going to have a big night. Robert, thanks a lot for calling. Oilers' power play goes two for four. Coming into tonight, in the previous 19 games, the Oilers' power play was three for 50. I mean, just just it, it had fallen to last in the league. Coming into tonight, the Oilers had the uh, worst PK in the league, worst power play in the league. So huge tonight for them to get the power play goals. And that was the one, there aren't a lot of weaknesses with Tampa Bay. And obviously their penalty killing is better than the Oilers. But at 79% coming into tonight, 20th, a little bit of a crack there. And the Oilers were, were able to exploit it for sure. The Bolts head coach, he's a good one, John Cooper. Here are his remarks for BDO First Call Debt Solutions, Bankruptcies and Consumer Proposals, Licensed Insolvency Trustees. I can try. Okay, go ahead. You guys got up close a little bit to McDavid before we coach it in the World Cup and stuff like that. Just when he's on like that, how hard is he just, just to get to stop? Uh, well, he was in, it was kind of his night. But the fourth goal kind of says it all. But he's a, you know, he's a, one of the top players in the league. He's blessed with the speed and the skill and everything you want in a hockey player. He's got it. And you know, tonight he was uh, was he was on tonight. It was uh, he's, he's fun to watch. As, as a coach, do you if you put too much emphasis on one opposing player, is it a bad thing for your team? If you keep telling your team watch out for that guy, watch out for that guy, do you have to coach differently? Though? No, you don't. You coach your system and the way you play. You can't. You have to be aware of players. There's no question. But. Um, you know, the one thing if you can hope to contain McDavid is you got to take away his time and space, and you, know, you can't give him time to wind up. The big thing is you can't, it doesn't matter to the team, it doesn't matter whether it's Edmonton or whoever, 
can't give teams like seven odd man rushes a night. It's going to end up in the back of your net at some point. So you know, it was, um, you know, it was more. Of, you you got to coach your structure your team. One five eight on this road trip, which obviously is an encouraging thing. But I think Sam was mentioning he thinks of kind of alarming kind of the play you guys would have in defensively, especially just yeah. concerned. I know it's it just wants to go, but level I don't know. Players. I'm going to take the guys off the hook a little bit on this one. It's. Uh, it's been a grind. Like I think, what are we, 17 or 24 on the road? We just finished an eight-game road trip, played 82 games. It's, a, it's tough, and every team, you know, has some games that are going to be they're going to be tougher than others. And you know, we're playing a rested team. I, mean, I think they've played two games out of the All-Star break, and um, you know, we've been on the road for what seems like forever. And uh, we knew this one was going to be tough. We were hoping, you know. We had to get the lead. That was the big thing for us. We didn't. And, uh, you know, a team that had a struggling power play and and for us to give up two power play goals in the first, you know, now we're chasing the game, and that's ultimately what happened for the next 50 minutes after that. Lightning head coach John Cooper, yeah, eight consecutive road games for them. Their last home game was January 18th when they lost 4-1 to Vegas. They're back home in three days to host the Vancouver Canucks. Oilers are going on the road. They win it 6-2 at home tonight over the Tampa Bay Lightning. We'll get Rocket on the phone line in a couple of minutes, and we'll hear from Ryan Strom, Canadian Brewhouse Overtime Open Line from the Osmond Auctions Broadcast Center. Now, from the Osmond Auctions Broadcast Center, Reed Wilkins on Oilers Radio, 630 Chan. And now a breakaway. McDavid around Sergachev to the net. Reshot score. He's got a hat trick. Second of the season. Third of his career. Brilliant night for McDavid. He would add another goal. Oilers beat the Tampa Bay Lightning 6-2. McDavid four goals and an assist. Reed Wilkins, Rob Brown at Rogers Place. It's 10-52. And Rocket has uh, tried again. Rocket, we couldn't hear you earlier on. We got you this time? Yeah, I'm here, guys. Go ahead. Uh, thank you very much for uh, taking my call. Uh, as a fan, and and one that has seen all the cups, um, watching McDavid, Edmonton fans need to realize, like just how special. If they don't already know, like how this, how 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 amazing this kid is, and as a coach. Um, I'm worried that players don't become complacent now moving into the next game thinking that Connor's going to do everything now uh, because he clearly dominated this game. And, and I think there's, there's lots of guys in this game that need to, need to pick it up. Um, Strom not being one of them, actually, because I thought he was exceptional as well. But uh, just wanted your thoughts on that, boys. Well, yeah, I think that sometimes when you have a superstar on your team, you you, you get lost in his uh, glory sometimes. You sit back and watch, think, oh, look at him go tonight. But I think that the Oilers know at this point of the season that they cannot have a night off, and that means from top to bottom. Uh, I think that Connor McDavid, who's still having a very good season, this team is well out of a playoff spot. So I don't think that even after tonight they're going to be saying, all right, you know what, connor has got this. We can just, you know, we'll just sit back and watch and, and he'll take us to the, the promised land. I think that there's a lot of proud players in that dressing room that realize that they can contribute and be good hockey players on this team and help this team win games. And they certainly need to, to put, well, actually not even put, to continue this nice little stretch together uh, going forward if they want to make a run at a playoff spot. So I, I know that as a fan, we, we we sit and we admire what Connor can do, but I know the guys in the dressing room realize he can't do it himself. And when you start going on the road and the matchups are going the opposite way where they're going to get the Kesslers out against Connor or LA is going to put who they want. They're going to have Doughty out every time Connor steps on the ice. Other players are going to have to step up and win hockey games for them. Oilers take it 6-2 tonight and Ryan Strom, as Rocket mentioned, had a good game. He has five assists in his last three. Here he is. Well, Ryan, I don't want to take anything away from your performance. You did have two assists. Like, what can you say about your captain, Connor McDavid, tonight? Yeah, I mean, people talk about uh, Tampa being a very good skill team in speed, which they are, of course, but um, I think he uh, put on quite the clinic. So, um, 
you know, he uh, he's an exceptional player and he's the best player in the league for a reason. So uh, nice to see him get rewarded. I know he's been uh, looking to put the puck in the back of the net. I think he's got six in his last two games now. So that's a good way to break out of a slump. So he's a hell of a player and it's a, it's a privilege to watch every day. And for you yourself, five points in your last three games, what seems to be going well for you? Yeah, I just think that, you know, the last six, seven games or so have been a lot better for me, whether the points are coming or not. So, um, you know, playing a lot of minutes now, close to 20 minutes every night and PP special teams. So it's good to kind of feel involved and, um, you know, got a little groove right now. So hopefully pucks keep going in and hopefully I can get a six-point outburst like Connor next two games. When the team sees Connor so early feeling it, you know, he tips one in early and he had the goal, that really nice goal in the second. What's the feeling on the bench? What, what are the guys feeling when they see him with that thing, whatever it is? I think just just his leadership. He's not, you know, overly, overly vocal, but just the way he skates, the way he flies. I mean, it, the lines roll over. It truly really does. You see a guy with that speed, and you see how it's successful, and the other guys go out there, and they want to follow up. So I think when we get in a groove, we roll the lines over one by one. That, uh, that's when we kind of get to play our best hockey, and um, him and his line are certainly the ones that start that. At times in the last week or so, when you only play one game a week and one of them is a five nothing loss, it seems like the house is burning down. Yeah. You're, you're five one and one in your house. Yeah, I, that's what I, I said to someone the other day. I go like, obviously we got shelled against Buffalo or whatever, but other than that, it's been a really, really good homestand. So we're gonna have to play this type of hockey the rest of the year. That's a good start. I think we, uh, you know, make it some ground a little bit here and uh, some great divisional games coming up. So that's gonna be, uh, you know, big for us. And you know, unfortunately we're getting hot on the road now. We're going or on the, at home. We're going back on the road now, but uh, we got to carry that over. And uh, I think we got some momentum now. Speed and momentum on the power play as well. You guys got the ball go, going early tonight. What uh, worked on the power play? Yeah, tonight? just quick puck movement, making good plays, smart plays, simple. I think sometimes we overthink it a little bit. We get so much skill that sometimes we overdo it. So, um, you know, kind of just see, make the play you see. And we got, you know, Leon and Connor who are world-class players. You got to get the puck in their hand and they'll make a play. Thanks, Ryan. Thank you. Read that's Ryan Strom. And Ryan Strom assisting on both those Oilers power play goals. They finally break out of their power play slump, at least for tonight, and beat Tampa Bay 6-2. Our face-off trivia winner, Jim, he knew that Terry Crisp was the first-ever Lightning coach. He gets a $50 gift card to Buffet Royale Carvery, courtesy Armor Insurance. Protect your car, home, and business with Armor at armorinsurance.ca. Well, Rob... Incredible night from McDavid. Now they're on the road facing the Kings next. Yeah, you know what? This win was fun. It was exciting. But their playoff future rests on this road trip in California. 7 o'clock face-off show Wednesday. Game at 8.30. Oilers at Kings. Get more on 630Ched.com. 6-2 Oilers tonight. McDavid, five points. Thanks to Kellen Kennedy, our studio producer, and Troy Bowler, our engineer here at Rogers Place. On behalf of Rob Brown, I'm Reed Wilkins. Canadian Brewhouse Overtime Open Line from the Osmond Auctions Broadcast Centre. Have a great night. Six thirty, Chad. Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins, weekdays at six on Six Thirty, Chad.